You listen to 247 Real Talk. This is your host, Julian Perry. And for this episode, I have the pleasure of speaking with the former two-time world heavyweight champion. I'll be right back with none other than Chris Bird. So good evening, Chris. Welcome to 247 Real Talk. It's a pleasure to have you here with me this evening. Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Oh, this is, this is uh, one for the record, so to speak. So we're going to start off by, you know, breaking news, so to speak. And that is Chris Bird returns to the ring as a middleweight. Yes. And. Yes. I'm going to have a lot of questions for you. I know the, the, all my listeners all over the world are going to have a lot of questions, and I'm going to be their mouthpiece on this episode. So the first thing I'm going to ask you is, how, you know, how are you physically these days? How am I physically? How are you physically? You've been working out, I'm assuming, working towards. How's that going? Working out so much, yes. I mean, I've been I've been working out for literally the last three years, three years, working on this comeback, and I feel great, amazing, amazing. Now. It's the best I have felt in my whole life, honestly. And I'm 21 years old, and I feel like I'm. I just got back to the Olympics when I was 21. I feel right. Really good. So that the obvious question, the elephant in the room, before we continue, is going to be: You're 51 years old. You're younger than me, but. I, I don't know, you know, I was never a boxer. I was a bodybuilder, but I don't know that I want to take a punch now. So why, 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 why the comeback now? The comeback now is I wasn't satisfied after I retired in 2008, actually. And I came down with chronic pain in 2009. I wasn't, I wasn't satisfied, you know, my career because I was a middleweight in the Olympics in 1992, won a silver medal. And basically, I, I didn't get signed afterwards by a manager or a promoter. So, I depression, I literally ate my weight 50 pounds above my weight class to go to heavyweight. I'm, I'm like, if they don't want me at this weight, I mean, at this, as a middleweight, I'm going to shock the world as a heavyweight. I didn't know how I was going to fight or anything. And my brother Patrick, who almost made the Olympics in 1992, he he called me one day and he, and he said we have we have nothing going on for us. We're from Fuchs, small town, you know, not big things happening there. And you know, he he came across a, a guy that owned a laminating business. He heard about the upper end. And I'm sorry. Can you can you repeat that? Your signal's breaking up fighting. a little bit. Oh, sorry about that. He heard about our story, me and my brother's story in the paper, that we wasn't fighting. You know that nothing was happening for us. You know the business of boxing has stalled our career. So 
he said, I don't have much money, but I have a venue. And I, we can put on shows there if I can get some help. My father, he used to put on small shows in, in our hometown of Flint, Michigan. And next thing you know, we got knock, knockout promotions in effect. I'm fighting in a small nightclub. And now I'm at heavyweight. I'm scared to death. I put on all this weight. And I was very undersized. You know, I weighed like 195. You know, my first heavy, so-called heavyweight fight. And then then from then on, it just kept rolling and rolling. I fought my way out of a nightclub. Now I'm at the Palace of Auburn Hills in Detroit, you know, on the undercard of Tony Tubb on USA Tuesday fights. And they, they discovered me there. They were like, hey, this kid can fight. It, it was an off-TV fight. He taped on. So... I did so well. They wanted to put me on my next fight on TV. I made twelve hundred that night. Twelve hundred for an eight rounder, Olympic silver medalist. I had to prove myself that night, and I did. And sure enough, the next fight I made ten thousand dollars. I I cried. I was like, Oh my goodness, I'm making my way now as a heavyweight. I'm not a heavyweight. I'm a middleweight. Okay, so hey, I proved that a little guy could do it at a big weight class. Yeah. So let's talk about that career, because I, as I told you before we started the episode that when you were at your when when, when I first I, I can't remember which fight it was I first saw you in. But I'll tell you what I saw right away. <clears throat> what I saw was, you know, I, I, I again, back then I was seriously into boxing and I saw, first of all, your defensive skills and um reminded me who else can i think of um roy jones jr uh pernell sweet pea whitaker you had that kind of defense where guys were just swinging and missing and yeah then the hand speed um i can tell you the only fight and and, and this might be a little unfair but the only fight where i was i was um torn was when you beat holyfield Oh yeah, because Holyfield was one of my favorite fighters, right? So I was mm-hmm. really torn about that. Um, I, 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 but I do think as a heavyweight, even though we could tell that you you weren't a natural heavyweight, I mean, you went up against both uh, Vladimir and Vitali, right? I think you beat Vitali. Yeah. His, his he he uh, he quit. I, I forgot what round it was. Um, Actually, round. Yeah, I, I know now. So we're gonna talk about the good and the bad. You know, I don't, I, I don't. You know, not, not, this is this is real talk. And you're coming back to boxing at 51, and you have, um, been you have faced some knockouts. Um, I tried to remember everything I couldn't, so I wrote some things down. Um, and I'm gonna ask you about some fights. Um, so the one, I, the worst one, I think, first of all, I, I got to tell you that you, I think you're, you did an amazing job when you fought, um, Tua. Because at that time, everybody thought that Tua was invincible. Um, yeah. I also remember, let me see if I can remember this right. Didn't you fight, um, that Hawaiian fighter? What was his name? Thunder. Yep, my first HBO fight. And I think you beat him, right? You knocked him out? 
Okay. So you see, I've been, I have been, uh, you know, I, I did follow your career, but you, uh, the reason I'm asking you about knockouts, not only the ones you deliver, but the ones you received is because again, I can't, yeah, it, it, boxing is a, is a tough sport to me. You know, I, I, as, as a fan, I'm great, but imagining you training and going in the ring and getting hit, you know, you know, sort of makes me squirm a bit. So what was what was your worst defeat in your mind? Worst defeat, um, Iker Bayabuchi. Yeah, that he's a, he was a he was a beast. So you think yeah, that was worse than than Vladimir? I mean, every loss was bad. Like I, I wasn't expecting to lose, right. but that first one getting caught by Ike. I was twenty six and zero. I. I my shoulder, I, I told Max Kellerman, this guy is never going to hit me. He's crazy. <laughs> and certain things happened this first fight. I had, uh, you know, no excuse. Like, was, he did his thing that night. You know, big guy. But, you know, I just had a, you know, a couple of injuries that, you know, me and my wife argued a little bit, you know, before the fight. She told me not to fight and I fought. So, you know, I'm a trooper, man. I, I wanted to be the best. My whole goal was to get to an That's the whole goal. I could bear boots at the time was, was the guy to get me there. So I'm taking the fight. Right. Because and you also took didn't a... Work sh- out, but, you Go know, ahead. No, just say it didn't work out. But, you know, for me, it's all about the challenge of how do I come back? That That was it. I gotta win the world title. I gotta come back better. Right, and then you, we'll then you. Back, I remember seeing you with um. You had a draw with who um Galada, right? Yeah. And at the time, he was supposed to be a bad man. Yeah. But the, the, the thing, like with Galada fight, also, I told Don King right before I walked out of the. The dressing room because they were booing over the John Ruiz and Trevor Kendall fight. That was an awkward fight, so people people were booing. That was the main event at the Garden, and I said, "Forget that! I'm not gonna just boxing this fight. We're gonna go war. We're gonna go at it." And sure enough, we went at it. I mean, it was a great. I almost lost my belt that night, but the crowd loved it. Okay. It was great. That was one time I felt proud to, to be a heavyweight. And then, well, you had you had that guy that you beat up pretty badly, um, Wooden. Oh yeah, I thought Jeff Jeff was a tough guy, man. He's very tough. But you beat him up. You, you, you did a number on him. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was pretty- so looking back at your career, pretty good. tough guy. Look, and I'm sorry yeah. if I if I sound like I'm talking over your time, but your signal is going in and out. So, um, oh, sorry. Okay. You know, I don't think it's something that you can control. So, looking back at your career, tell me your what, what, what was your what was your final? Um, but you know, when when you when you came out of boxing, uh-huh. what were you at? How many wins? How many losses? How many draws? 41 wins, five losses, one draw. Okay. What were your top two 
best fights in, that you feel were your top two best fights? Best when I say best, you know, in performance and everything, that the, the top two fights in that you would call your best two ever. Mm. Wow. One is, of course, day two. I felt so great, and you know, I, oh man, it's. I, uh, Vendor Holyfield, I think the fight, back to back fights, I was just on fire. As David turned the fight Lane School, so I followed Vendor Holyfield. Those two were, were great. I was on my way, you know, doing good things. Well, we're not going to call that because I, I remember seeing a clip with you called in, then like Lewis out. But that fight never happened. Yeah. Yeah, I was number one contender to him. That's why I wanted to fight him. I mean, if I wasn't. Or continue to him, I wouldn't have called him out. I have to work my way to somebody. And I worked my way to him, number one contender, and he didn't want to fight me, but he kept. His management team kept playing games, saying that, you know, we're going to negotiate, we're going to do some things, and it never came about. So I'm like, I want to be the best heavyweight in the world. At that time, I felt, especially after I beat David Tua, I was the best. I, I was willing to challenge anybody. And Lance Lewis was the number one guy, and I was number one to him. So I just wanted my shot at him. If he beat me, he beat me. You know, it's man to man. But give me a shot. Give me a chance. I'm number one to you. I fought my way to you. Let's get it. So why do you think he never fought you? Yeah. What what was that? Why do you think he never took, you know, never pushed it to fight you? He didn't like fighting left hand. Left handed. Fighter. Uh, that was one reason. It was so tricky and I'm slick and it gave him probably some problems. Lakeshore was a great champion, one of the greatest champions ever, heavyweight champion. So, you know, it's not him being scared. It's just a difficult fight. You know, and, and I'm a, I'm a pass. I am. Uh, and then you came to the big guy. He's been looking for me like a, a, a my elephant chasing a, a little mouse. So it would have been. Know, type fight, so he, he. I don't think he really wanted to, you know, fight me. A lot of guys didn't want to fight me. I, so many guys turned me down, you know, and it was it was frustrating because I couldn't get fights. I finally made my way through and and got a fight. That's why I fought the Klitschko brothers because nobody wasn't fighting them at the time, and I took it on. You're you again. Your signal's we're, breaking we're up. I'm not sure if it's where you are or. Yeah, it must be where, maybe where I'm at. Yeah, but you know, I I, I want to steal Lennox a little bit because, and I got a lot of respect for anyone who who's a heavyweight champion. I don't want him to hear this episode and get upset with me, but, um, you know, as 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 a as a fan and judging boxing, I always felt that Lennox's you know his 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 success came in not getting hit because I always felt he had a glass jaw. Yeah. Maybe so. And he was, you know, he was a big guy. And at that time, you know, him and Reddick Bowl were the, they brought in the big era of heavyweight boxing. You know, right. Six foot five. And, you know, he, you know, we were, I know for myself, I've been a lot shorter than a lot of guy, other guys too. So, they had a little bit of advantage. And 
and of course, him being taller, it protects his chin. Yeah, he had the reach, and he had so, a lot of power, but he had to protect his, like yes. when he fought um, the first fight against Hasim Rahman, Rahman caught him, it was over. Yeah. Yeah. Did you Called ever think, in, in your time of boxing, and this is going to be a hard question, but I want you to really think about how do you think Chris Bird would have been able to handle the peak career Mike Tyson? Mm. That, that fight, uh, I have to be on my David Tua type game and make a mess because that pit bull is coming. <laughs> Yeah, Mike, I, I, I mean, I'm talking fight. Tyson when Tyson was Tyson, when he, the speed and the ridiculous yeah. power. Eight, that's, that's, uh, uh, yeah, 1990, 88, 89, 90, to Tyson, that was, that was my guy. Man, I would too, I actually would have loved to have been in the ring with him. Oh, you I mean, you were I probably one of the few people because uh, you know, I, I remember seeing boxers go in the ring with him and you could see when they were when the referee was giving the final instructions that all they had on yeah. their faces was, was fear. Yeah. Yes, you're right. I've been boxing since I was five years old. You know, my, my father was an Olympic coach. I was on the same team with him. I, I know box. I love it. I seen Mike Tyson when I was 11 years old and at the Junior Olympics in Colorado Springs. And from then on, I just in awe. I'm like, Mike Tyson, wow. And and then I'm in the same weight class, and he's fighting. But, man, to fight him in his prime, that, I always say pit bull, because you let that pit bull loose, he's going at it. Man, Mike was destructive. He, he To me, he best heavyweight ever in his prime. Yes, I agree with that. Our and, matchup, man. You coming at And then I want to also ask you about this guy who was really awkward. What was his name? Uh, Povetkin? A Russian guy you fought? Alexander, Alexander something? Yeah, Povetkin. He, he won Olympic gold medal in 2004 Olympics. Right, you fought him as a heavyweight. He was, mm-hmm. Tell me yeah, about that fight. Because I think you lost that fight. He was pretty good. Yeah, I did. That was one of my five losses. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, it, it was. Yeah, it was. I, I don't want. I don't want. making like excuses and stuff. It was. I mean, I was. I was confident going into. I had a you know a little injury going by. Why you stupid all the time? Having an injury and you going Povetkin was a tough guy, like all the way through. I thought I could, I could outlast him and outbox him, but you know, it didn't, it didn't happen. Now it was late in my career, thirty seven years old. Yeah, it was late. So now later in my career, and I was. Go ahead. No, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Okay, so now we're coming right back to full circle to now. Now you're. You 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 wake up one day and and you and you're saying you know wow you know what I didn't I I I fought as a heavyweight I probably could have had a better record if I fought as a middleweight so at 51 years old 
I'm going in the gym and I'm working out and I'm going to go back to middleweight and fight these younger guys and I'm okay with getting hit and I think I can beat them. Yep. Who is who is the first fighter you want to fight if you I'm not sure if you have a fight lined up yet or not. Yeah. Yeah, I had a fight lined up. I was fighting uh two weeks ago here in San Antonio, but it, it uh fell through my opponent felt for so I'll be fighting in May, doing that uh exhibition with uh Miguel Nunez Junior. He's a he's a celebrity, so it's like a celebrity match and then after that I'm getting my feet wet with, with box with boxers, trying to win a world title at my age. I wanna be the oldest champion. I'll so you wanna be my mind. You wanna be better than Hopkins. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've been doing it since I was a little little kid. You know, and and boxing, my love. You know, I look at boxing different than than a lot of lot of people. They look at it as oh man, you gonna get hurt, fear, you gotta watch yourself. I look at it as the the fun, the funnest ride. Like I get in front of you, and I'm like, this is my playground. Like when I get into the ring, it's it's all joy and pure. Like I I have the funnest style ever. And, and now coming back, I feel like if you think at heavyweight I was doing something, you don't really enjoy, you know, if you're a fan of mine, you're really going to enjoy me. And if you weren't a fan, and you don't really enjoy me because I'm not fighting at heavyweight no more. Now I have command on what I need to do in the ring. I don't have to be in fear and, and always, you know, I can be the heavyweight now. So, so what about what about just, I, I mean what I, about I, ring I, rust? Hey, it doesn't be some it, it it may be some ring rust like, but I've been training sparring with the young kids reflexes, you know for these young kids not and still are like wow, I can't hit you, I can't do nothing with you. you man, you're really good. How old are you? I'm like yeah, and, and I will wild the crowd. And I will win a world title. Well, I would, I would, I would, I would love to get to, I would love to get to see that. You know, one of the things about when I was into boxing, not that I'm not into boxing now, but the game has changed so much that for me, as a purist, as a fan who's a purist of boxing, it's no longer the same game. Um, you know, when when I, you know, one of the things they did, for instance, is they take a lot of fans out of the show by, you know, this pay per view thing that. That you know, it's all a, it's all a money game now. It's not a boxing game anymore. Yeah. It's not a you know. I am I'm a fan of, and I'll, I'll give you again. I'll give you a few names. Um, you know, Pernell Whitaker, Felix Trinidad, Roy Jones Jr., um, Ray Mercer, um, Ray Mercer. What do you think about him, by the way? Great heavyweight, great heavyweight champion, great chin power. Oh man, great guy! Undersized. I mean, he's barely six foot, and fighting a giant arrow. Man, he oof. Yes. Very merch. Yeah, never quit. I mean, he. I remember him he, giving straight um, military coming right up. I remember him fighting Tommy Morrison, hitting Morrison with like sixteen unanswered right hands before they stopped the fight. Yeah. He was one of my. He was one of my favorites too. Um, 
Um, and I'll tell you also, you know, if, if he happens to hear this episode, I've always wanted, I'm glad I got to talk to someone like you and, and, and to have this conversation that goes to my audience worldwide because, you know, as I said, one of my, I was a big fan of, of Roy Jones Jr. I think he won every belt in six weight classes. I think middleweight was one of those. Um, when he fought Ruiz for the heavyweight championship and won, I, I, I felt that that was the perfect time. He had nothing else to prove and he should have retired. And he did something. The reason I'm bringing it up too is because he did something because of the taunting from Tarver. And after putting on the weight to go to heavyweight, he came back down. Yeah. And I think that proved to be a real negative for him because the body doesn't always uh, adjust that way. You know, I mean, you know, six, I think again, I, I could be yeah. wrong with it. I think it was six weight classes he won in. And then, like I said, the heavyweight, if I were in his shoes at that point, I would have retired. There was nothing else to prove, but yeah. Um, so I'm 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 saying that too because in a way, you know, you're you haven't fought for a while, but you're going from bulking up, as you said, to being as close as you could to a heavyweight down to middleweight again. Yeah, or even smaller. Right, and 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 I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I I I have a lot of respect for anyone who gets in the ring because, you know. I you know I don't if I got a fight I got it's, it's to defend my life I don't want anybody hitting me so <laughs> um yeah I hear you bro and I also look but at like uh, said, at Mayweather I mean, and Mayweather um stepped out I mean he's you know he he is definitely money Mayweather he knows how to do the business of boxing in, in money and to put on a show but I think you know and I guess my one of my concerns is you know. They always talk about boxers who, on one specific night, they get old in the ring. Um, I think that happened to Mosley. Yeah. Um, although I think his nemesis was Forrester, Vernon Forrester, I think, who just he just couldn't beat. But yeah. I think a lot of guys go in the ring one night and everything changes forever. And, and so that is why my, my audience and the fans are going to ask, you know, they're going to keep asking why. And until you get in the ring... And you show them why at fifty-one years old, yeah. they're not gonna, you know, they're not gonna buy it. But you have something to prove. Not and and I, and I love it because once they see me box, they don't. Wow, and it's all about how you treat your body. See, I used to treat my body really bad, bad foods, bad everything. Not. At heavyweight, of course, to keep the weight up, but after boxing, I ate all kind of stuff. I mean, I was in chronic pain at the time, and I'm still eating really bad. But until I change my diet and understand what, what causes You break it up again. The body, oh, I'm sorry. But once I understood about the chemicals in the food, I, I, I truly understand why we can't go on as we know we really slow down big time. It really proved to me that, okay, this food that we're eating, we don't read the ingredients, we don't see anything, we just eat and it tastes good, is slowing us down and killing us early. And when I started really understanding that and knowing how my body feels, I feel like 
I feel like I can do anything. Anything at any age, I can compete with any young man in boxing. Any, anyone, put them in front of me. And I compete with them all the way through 10 to 12 rounds. I'll compete with them in reflexes. If, you think they, if they think their reflexes are better, we'll see. So, I'm what, making, when is the I'm, fight? When, is, when is the first... Better now than I was. When is the first fight, the first real fight? First real fight? Probably be in August. Again, you know who that is yet? No, not not yet, but I'm on a scheduled date here in San Antonio, and I'm doing an exhibition before that to just warm up. Right. Okay, so... And I will prove to the world a 51-year-old will be in contention for world title. I'm going to prove it. Okay, so we're going to look forward to it. You know I'm going to stay on this now. I'm going to be on Google and everything. I'm going to be watching for all the announcements. I'm sure, uh, you know, and I'll hear about it. And and I wish you um, not just the best of luck, but, I I mean, you seem very um, determined to come back and make a stamp. And, you know, I mean, I don't know if you're – I, I'm not. I can't remember what age uh, George Foreman retired at, but you know he he also proved that you can be a certain age and still win the heavy. Because, um, albeit that he knocked out Michael Mora, and, and as far as I'm concerned, Mora is another one who always had a glass jaw. Mm. So, um, and again, if any of these boxes hear me, please don't get upset with me. I'm just a fan expressing. What I saw back then, I was really into boxing and more. Mora, Michael Mora, was someone I followed closely because I can't remember what number it was, but he was like twenty something and oh, where he knocked out everyone. But he was he was like a high guy now, right? But then he got <laughs> he got he got um, he, you know he did he did if his, if he if he got through his defense and you hit him, he would go down. Yeah, you know he came from light heavyweight champ and cruiserweight champ. Right. And I loved his boxing style. I just loved. I I used to follow him religiously too. So as Michael we leave, Moore. as we leave in these fans, and then we are announcing the the Chris Bird comeback. What message yes, would you like to to leave him as we get ready to wrap up this episode? Message: Never give up. Whatever you put your mind to, you can do. The thing is, we live one time. And, and, and a lot of us have dreams we have as a kid. This is what I'm going to do in my life. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And we never do it. Ever. So it's time to get to it. For me, hey, I talked to my mom. My mom died seven years ago, and I had to talk to And one. I'm in my garage and I'm envisioning my mother and I wanted to come back to boxing. And I always talk to my mother about boxing stuff. So we we talked that night and what she left me whatever you put your mind to, you can do. She always told me that. My mind. Whatever you want in your life, go get it. I don't care what age you are. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Whatever you, you plan on doing, what you have imagined in your mind, go get it. One life. And and going through chronic pain, that's what I 
that's what I've always just started thinking about. Man, I got one life. I spent 11 and a half years of my life in chronic pain, giving away the pain that years of my life. I told myself I'll live every day as a beautiful day. Every day is wonderful to me. I don't have bad days. Your life one day at a time. Enjoy your life, but get to it. When you want to do time running out, so go get it. All right. So, I'm going up. That's my dream. Come back to boxing. A lot. Of, it was a lot of people that told me I can't do it. A lot. I mean, everybody. You. You too old. You did that. No, you got to persevere through all that stuff. And be like, I live one time and, and I'm living my dream. Let's get it. Fantastic. So, Chris, first of all, I want to thank you so much for taking your time, especially, I mean, you're on the West Coast, but I know, you, you know, out to your busy schedule and your training schedule to stay up and, and be a guest on my show. Um, I know it was a little difficult conversation because we had some uh issues with the signal wherever you your your location but i know that this is a great um a great episode for my fans and for my audience and they will certainly love uh, hearing from you and and i'm sure they'll have their opinions as to whether you should come back or not and i'll see what feedback i get <laughs> but um you know i, I wish love you the go ahead love them. No, I say I love the fans. I, I love I love their opinion. Everything about the fans, they make boxing. So, hey, I, hey they have opinions. I like to prove people wrong, and it's all love to, for me. I, I hate anybody. Your opinion is you have a right to it. Yeah. So for me, if it, if you think I can't do it, I'm prove you wrong. So go ahead and prove us wrong because we all gonna be watching. I wanna. Personally, wish you the best of luck in, in 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 pursuing this dream and making this comeback. I also want to wish you um, that you're safe in doing so. Um, you know, yeah. it's it's you know that's important because that at the end of the day, boxing is a tough sport, and you know, so you know, make sure that you're safe. and And I look forward to seeing yeah. you in the ring and seeing if you still have the. These, the same speed and defenses that I remember of uh, Chris Bird, the heavyweight, and and thank you for yes. the, the years of boxing so far that you've given us fans in, in you know in, in pure boxing, not you know not not the business, but the actual art of boxing. And um, it's it, you know for me, it's a pleasure and honor to speak with you. Like I said, because when I watched you and and would make sure I catch every Chris Bird fight, I never knew that years later I'd be speaking. Uh, with you so thank you so much for agreeing to be part of 247 real talk and thank you for the real talk tonight oh yeah no problem thank you i, I really appreciate this opportunity to be on this platform it was great great talking to you your fans a, a high fans the comeback is real follow me everywhere all right so media uh everywhere great so uh looking forward to seeing you and thanks so much again for being on the show yep thank you All appreciate right. it
say a very special thank you to my guest, the former two-time heavyweight champion of the world, Chris Bird, for sharing his time and his thoughts and his announcement about his comeback uh, with me and my audience. I know it was a little difficult conversation to hear because of some phone signal issues, but I'm so happy to have had him on the show. I hope you enjoyed this episode and remind you, you can listen to this episode and every episode of 247 Real Talk on your favorite podcast app. If you'd like to get in touch with me for any reason, send me a message, send me an email at podcast at 247realtalk.net. That's podcast at 247realtalk.net. Until the next time, take care of yourselves and each other.